What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka. Lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. Hello, Mark Thompson, this is. <clears throat> the voice of Yoda I am in many Star Wars audiobooks. Do or do not listen to Utini. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. May the Force be with you. A Utini production. You want to buy some death sticks? Episode 78, Interview with Mark Thompson, Volume 2. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. On this episode, the Utini crew chats with the voice actor of Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, Mark Thompson. This is where the fun begins. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Eilerson and Dr. Charles Hankel. Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Living Force Podcast, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight is one of my doctor friends I haven't seen in, in years, it feels like, Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, man. Hello there. Yeah, the ICU has kept me away from the show, but I had to be here tonight for our very special guest. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say I had to like save people's lives, but you're right. There are there no. are more important things. Uh, and that is... Wait, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, another important thing is not Dr. Corey Helton. It is instead renowned Star Wars narrator himself, who is sitting right now in the Millennium Falcon on this Zoom call, Mark Thompson. Welcome. Hey. How are you guys? Thanks oh, for having me back. Man, of course. Thank you so much for coming back. Uh, for those of you that may not know, uh, that joined us a bit later, uh, we talked to Mark on the show, God, a year and change ago? It was It was episode nine of wow. our podcast. Wow. Yes. And this I is going to be like long. 80 or something? 78. This is 78. Yeah. So Okay, yeah. Oh. All right, every uh, well, every every seventy episodes, then we'll 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 keep it consistent. <laughs> um, well, and if you are listening to this and you live under a rock and have never listened to a Star Wars book, uh, Mark is the narrator of God, how many audiobooks now, Mark? Star Wars wise, like I think the Star Wars books I'm up to like sixty, maybe sixty five. I, I forgot after a while, so but like I need to go back and count them. That's it. Well, it's it's phenomenal, and and again, people, if you have listened to a Star Wars book, it's more than likely Mark's done it, or at least done a voice. If you listen to some of the recent audio dramas, which we are very excited to talk about uh, tonight. But Charles, do you want to just start us off on our list of yeah. Lucasfilm pre-approved questions? Yes, yeah. <laughs> of course. So I know we were chatting a little bit before we started the show, but Mark, tell us a little bit about how your last year has been. What's been going on? Oh, you know, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, it's been a little crazy because like when the pen, uh, you know, when, when everything got shut down, um, I, I'm all freelance. So mm-hmm. I was, it was a little, I, I was hit kind of hard by that financially just because, uh, like all the studios shut down and all, all the jobs. I, th- I think people were thinking 
we'll we'll just hunker down for a month or two and, and then we'll we'll get back to normal. Oh, remember so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it like uh things really slowed down and then eventually um I think people got comfortable like like I had to invest in some new equipment and things, mm-hmm. but uh people got more comfortable with recording at home and then I was able to start recording some cartoons and some books and stuff from home, uh, which is a whole adventure because I <laughs> live in a two bedroom apartment with two kids and two dogs. So <laughs> it's like really hard to get things quiet in here. Yeah, a few extra <laughs> takes, just... I guess. Yeah. No, just just ask Del Rey, like, hey, can Thrawn have a dog? Like, yeah. it's working okay. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> you can write this in. Yeah. Oh, well, and it's funny because speaking of that, you, you did, um, I, I watched some of your uh, panels you've had this year at uh, like near uh, Comic-Con at home and things like that. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of that. And... I watched a panel you were on with uh, another friend of the show, Sarah Kuhn, and the Dr. Afra audio drama team, uh, and you mentioned how it was kind of recording at home. So for those of you listening that may not know, uh, the entire Dr. Afra team recorded that audio drama we all loved so much in home offices for the most part. So Mark, what was it like recording that as opposed to the Dooku Jedi Lost Project, which was like so cool because it was everyone together? Right. Yeah, I mean, that that was there were obviously pros and cons like the I, I was bummed that we did not get to do Dr. Afra in the studio because one of the things I loved about Dooku was being able to be in a big room with all the actors in a semicircle, like playing off of each mm-hmm. other. So, you know, I got to do scenes with you and Morton and just like that, that just changes the dynamic of, of all the, the, the acting and everything. And you, you're get you get inspired by each other's reactions and, the way he read it would influence how I would read the next thing, you know, because I wasn't expecting to hear that particular reading. And mm-hmm. so it's just, and then there's just all the camaraderie and fun that goes sure. along with yeah. you know, being in there. So, <laughs> so I, I was really looking forward to that with this story. Cause you know, it's such an iconic story and, and, and Dr. Afro is such an important character. And I was really looking forward to that. So I was bummed that we did not get to do it that way. Um, but I think, you know, being able to, you know, roll out of bed and go in front of the microphone has its uh, advantages For and sure. uh, you know and, and then when you're on lunch break you have your whole refrigerator there and, and you know you're gonna, like you know it's all and then i i told the i don't know if you want me to tell it again but i told the story at the new york or, or the uh comic-con at home panel that just you know there was one day where i had to uh play com- i think his name was comedex ton or something like that like he's it's a guy who's getting tortured mm-hmm. By uh, you know, uh, by triple zero and 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 like so, I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs, and you know, my my family has to be super quiet, but my wife is a therapist, and she's also having to work from home, so she's on a, a Zoom or on a teleconference call with a client and trying to help them, you know, and <laughs> all the things they're going through, and all of a sudden, like she's hearing like, ah! Ah! you know, like blood curdling things. So at dinner, she was like, what were you doing today? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, you know, like you were screaming. I was like, oh, she's like, it happened right in the middle of my session. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't traumatize her client. <laughs> so. I wonder how that goes on her end where the client's like, you know, getting emotional. And she's like, OK, so my husband, uh, yeah. you, know, you keep talking. This is about you. But you, it's Star Wars. That's cool. Right, right. <laughs> Doing some electro th- shock therapy over here. Yeah. <laughs> therapy of a different sort, right? We're all connected. We all we all try yes, to make yes. it work. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, the fact that you guys all did it from home and you still put out such an awesome project, like 
I don't know. It, it speaks towards the creativity of the team and the flexibility of the team. So, I mean, top marks for you guys. It, it was such an awesome, awesome audio drama. And, yeah. uh, and you, you were great as Vader in particular. So, I mean, oh, wow. is there something fun? Like, is there something special about getting to be Darth Vader? Like, does, what is it about that character that really just gets you excited? Oh, well, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's anytime you get to do any of the, the iconic, like, you know, kind of legendary characters that were in that original trilogy, it just is filled with nostalgia and responsibility and this mm. sense of like, you know, imports because it's like, don't mess this up. You know? <laughs> so, so there's a lot of like that that goes into it. And I think that, that, you know, there's just something about him being in total control and power and like being able to intimidate someone just with that, you know, with breathing, you know, and like all that is just <laughs> super fun. And it's, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's easy to kind of like play when you're doing a voice like Vader, because you're, you, you really want to lean into that, like, you know, malevolence and just relish and, you know, like he, like, and especially in the audio drama, because so much of his power, like we don't get to see the suit and everything, but that, that voice is so resonant and powerful that, that, you know, uh, you could kind of lean into that in the audio drama and, and it, and it works, I think. So like, uh, so it's just super fun. And I yeah. just, you know, it's a huge honor to do it. <laughs> it is kind of cool. You know, you make a great point that Vader is one of those characters where no matter what you see of him, whether it's like the rogue one silhouette on the wall right. or it's just the breed, like you only need one sense of Vader, no yeah. matter what it is, it's terrifying. That's really cool. I love that. <laughs> but he smells scary too. Like I, we yeah, gotta yeah. go all the yeah, way. Right. You just know. When they invent that, then we'll have that. Major <laughs> smellovision. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Bring smellovision back. Twenty twenty one. That's how we're gonna do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now speaking of the future of of the world, my God. Um, in Star Wars, at least, do you think, based on like the success of Dooku and Afra, that audio dramas are gonna be become a little more? prevalent because i know they've gotten them in the uk for many years but it seems like the u.s market is finally starting to understand what makes these so fun i think so like i don't know anything i'm, I'm just basing it sure, on sure, sure. the enthusiasm that everyone has had but uh I, it, it seems like that's the direction it's going in because even when you look at like audible and some of the things they're doing with like you know sandman and mm -hmm. and, and some of these other productions oh, yeah right um you know it's it seems like i don't think people understood that there was a market for long form audio, <laughs> you know, and that, that, that is something that people really do crave, you know, cause for a long time, I would always hear people about like, like we have, we have to abridge it. We have to cut it down. We got to make it like, we can't make it too long. Got to keep mm -hmm. people's attention. And nowadays it seems like people want long podcasts and, and long, right. you know, the, the, you know, so I think there's a huge desire for it. And I, and I, it seems like, uh, people have really received Dooku and Dr. Afro well. So I, I imagine that would happen more, which I'm very excited about. Cause like, I, I love both. Mm -hmm. I, I love being able to do kind of a, a, a one person show and, 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 and do a book on my own. That's has its own challenges and its own rewards. But I, I, I love like getting to work with other actors and, mm -hmm. and, and, and it just adds another level of depth when you get to hear you know, all the actors come in. It's just like, there's so many different layers and colors that come in to the production when they do it that way. So uh, I, I would, if, if it moved purely in that direction, I would be on board too. Cause I would just love to, uh, I love, I love the finished product. Like I listened to Afra 
because I couldn't wait to hear what everyone else did. And I don't oh, always yeah. do that with my books. So mm-hmm. like, and it, it was, I just, I just was so drawn in and it just, I, I loved everyone's performances. There were several moments I was laughing out loud mm-hmm. as I was walking my dog on the street. And it just, you know, I thought Emily just was amazing. Oh my and like, God. Yeah. I feel like she is like Dr. Afro now. Like I feel yes, like she yep. could, you know, be, be the one that plays her on screen and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I feel like, like it was like her performance was so nuanced and so like got the brashness and the humor, but then the heartbreak and the, 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 the stuff that's going below the surface, like it was such a complex performance and she was just so amazing and it was really well done. Yeah. And I think you make yeah. a great point too, about all those long form narratives. Cause I think purely just because of the technology of the time we live in, people have more time to listen to things. Like you said, walking the dog or like a lot of people working from home now, like are listening to longer podcasts and books and like, like, I mean, Absolutely. I have, I have earbuds in the entire day, basically just doing stuff. So I think that's a great point yeah. that we got, we got to listen to something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, I think we all loved Afra. I think we all thought, you know, the performances were fantastic. Uh, you know who else we love? We love Thrawn. There and he so is. We yeah. got to talk about Thrawn a little bit. Uh, we're talking to essentially the voice of Thrawn in the audiobook world. Uh, so what's it been like to see fans get so excited about a character that first appeared like 30 years ago? Uh, it's, it's very humbling and it's, it's very exciting. And, uh, obviously I know that the reason he's so compelling is because of Timothy's on and just how skilled he is and, and what, what a great writer he is and, and what a beloved character he's created. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful. I get to be a part of that legacy. And, uh, you know, I just recently, uh, somebody on Facebook invited me to like a Thrawn group on Facebook. You know? <laughs> and, like, and like, I, I thought I understood how much people love Thrawn before, but like now in this group, like you see like, like custom shirts and mugs mm-hmm. and, and pins and, tr- you know, uh, challenge coins. And it's like, like, wow, there are some deep fans of Thrawn out there that I had yeah. no idea. It, it <laughs> so is wild. Cool. I mean, I, I think, honestly, he's probably the number one character as far as, like, the EU and, and the canon books go that people yeah. latch onto more than any other, as far as, you know, people that didn't see him on screen until, what, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And and speaking of that, too, can you tell us a little bit about kind of the evolution of your Thrawn voice? Because you, you voiced him first, in audiobook format, and then Lars Mikkelsen also voiced him in Rebels. But it seems like like your performances blend together super well. So like, how did oh, cool. how does that voice kind of evolve since you first did it to now? Yeah. Uh, so like when we first first did it, um, I we we recorded like a half a chapter, and I, I my first instinct was to give him some sort of accent that was not um british because i was leaning into the uh xenophobia of the empire and i I kind of wanted to kind of make him sound foreign to what most people in the empire would be used to Mm -hmm. uh to kind of play into that idea of like you know who is this chiss this blue-skinned alien that's you know and we did it for like half a chapter but then uh kevin very wisely uh said you know what i think with this accent we're missing the element of his personality that is like Sherlock Holmes and, and that, you know, like that's yeah. such a big part of like, so I, th- I think we should go back to like a, a standard Brit to kind of lean into that. And so we, we went back and redid that. And then that kind of stuck 
when we were doing the 25th anniversary editions. Um, and then, uh, you know, that the, they kind of talked about legends, you know, the book, the old books being legends and now that the new books were canon and, uh, I kind of figured that was the last we'd see of Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, then, as did we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at Celebration, when they made that announcement, I was like, because I didn't know about that. And I was like, oh, oh, I wonder if oh, wow. maybe I get to do this again. <laughs> um, but but honestly, I I thought, well, probably not. Because they want, they're going to want to make a distinction between what Thrawn was in the Legends mm -hmm. and what Thrawn will be moving forward. So, you know, and I even like... Because this was before we saw, I think I heard rumors that he was going to be in Rebels. Mm -hmm. So then I like called my agent and I was like, try to get me on Rebels. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I did it in the book. So maybe, hey, you know. And uh, I think they reached out and at that point they had already recorded the episodes and they were well into, you know, animating and mm -hmm. stuff. So it's like, ah. um, but I, I remember like watching the first couple of episodes and hearing Lars and like, ooh, this is a really cool like voice he's doing and he has kind of a very interesting accent yeah it's hard and down <laughs> yeah i mean he was literally so, a villain on sherlock so you're getting the homes in there like i mean exactly I yeah yeah so like so then i was like i'm sitting watching with my kids but like he'll say like kelly Cooley or something like that and i'm like and i'm like mimicking his voice and my son was like what are you doing i was like oh, oh sorry like nothing nothing I'm working and, and, yeah yeah <laughs> but then when the book came out they were like you know, you know, no, we want you to do it. And I was like, oh, wow. So like, I was surprised to do it. So then I very deliberately tried to emulate what Lars was doing because I wanted mm. it to be consistent with what was happening on Rebels. And then I guess just over time, they, um, they do start to blend. And I think part of that was, is that when I was really trying to, to emulate Lars's version, it's so, so soft and so, you know, kind of like, it's it's almost like a whisper sometimes yeah, and that was yeah. proving to be really hard for the the editors and the mixers because the rest of the narration and characters are a lot louder mm -hmm. and it's hard to keep like balancing the levels so i think over time he slided a little bit back where he, like i still try to have a lot of that as much as possible but every once in a while kevin will be like louder louder <laughs> be quiet we can't hear you so uh so they we have to kind of like find that balance so nice yeah. yeah well speaking of kind of the older thrawn the newer thrawn you know we just got thrawn ascendancy chaos rising recently and we're kind of at the beginning of a whole new world almost a whole new yeah. uh part of the galaxy really um <laughs> yeah we've got you know a slightly different thrawn than we've seen before in a different time period in a uh what was it like being able to go back to something that's so familiar to you, but yet so new as well. Okay. Well, to be hundred percent honest with you, <laughs> when I first read it, I was really scared uh -oh. um, because this was so ambitious in terms of world building. Yeah. Uh, the amount of new characters, the, the, the different houses within the chits. And I was like, <laughs> how am I going to do this? Like, like, Game of Thrones, Star was, Wars. Here we go. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like I was really intimidated by it and I, I kind of felt overwhelmed at first. Um, so, but I think like, like once I got to know the characters a little bit better and, and kind of, you know, give myself permission to try some things it, it we, we kind of, you know, I think worked our way through it. Um, 
and also there was the whole thing about like because we were we recorded that one at home as well so i was super nervous about that i would mess up something technical on my end and <laughs> like you know, so like there was there was a lot of uh fear going into that one so um the fact that people are enjoying it is is like Whew, you know, sure, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. it was just, it was really, I mean, it was, it's a great story and it's, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. But that initial, like, even when you just first see the drama, you know, the drama persona, I'm like, wait, what? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. What's a merit adoptive and what's a trial board? And like, <laughs> like, what's going to happen now? You know, so like, it was just, I was really intimidated, but, uh, but it, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So. Oh man, I mean you you and you and all of us for sure. And and you know, on that on that fear I got I gotta ask. This this book famously, uh, as I think Tom from Delray said on Twitter, has like over forty thousand apostrophes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, were there on that note, were there any like because we got new planets, we got names, we got were were any of them ones that re- that you remember just taking like a hundred takes of like how do I what is this? What is this word? <laughs> all all the names like they like like <laughs> timothy's on amazing but like having to say the names and the apostrophes and then like having to go like when they switch to the core name versus the full name yeah for all those characters i'm like wait is is this person the same as that oh that's the same person okay like you know like there's just don't right. and like you know i i uh i have a real hard time with pronouncing some of those words so like a lot of times it's like when we get to a sentence where there's like three or four of them Kevin will just, he has the chart in front of him and he'll say, you know, Utro, Thaleus, da, da, you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, good man. And then, and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, go. And then I try to like run through the sentence and like hit them all. And like the third one was wrong. Ah! You know, it's so like, but I, I think uh, there's too many of them to, to single out one word. Like there's too, a lot of the house names were just like definitely causing me to trip up a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, oh, I'm a. Actually, what's the guy's name? The, the the space pilot guy oh the, uh, the navigator oh, Kil- dude Kilori of Lundagala or something like that yeah like, uh, it's like Kilori of Wandalan yeah yes yes Wandalan I, I could not say that one yeah. that's the one Wandalan. that's the one yeah oh gosh it drew me crazy oh <laughs> it's funny because you know I'm uh, we're fortunate enough to get advanced copies from Del Rey to review and I got to say I'm reading through my digital because before the audiobook was out I'm like God I wish I had Mark's voice to tell me how to think some of these words because yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like. You know, because once you hit a mental block, it's like, I don't know, Leoi. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to know that it's not just us. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Yeah. And I mean, on that note, you've kind of touched on this a little bit already. But I mean, for the first time, we have a book that's pretty much all Chiss. I mean, for the most part. Um, did that require like a lot of vocal creativity on your part? Because it's every character not only has like their own voice, but has like a slightly different accent that you do as well. Um, so how did you come up with like the voice pattern for the species as a whole? And then what led you to give like particular accents to different characters? Yeah. <clears throat> well, when we first did the, the, like the, 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 I guess, I don't know what we're calling it now, but the new Thrawn trilogy where mm-hmm. we're kind of mm-hmm. seeing Thrawn's introduction to the empire. Um, I think my first instinct was that um, he, everyone was going to speak like all Chiss would speak like Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And then in the first Thrawn book, we learned that like there was the, the only way Eli is able to communicate with Thrawn is because he speaks this trade language. So I was like, well then, 
you know, the, the chist should probably sound different than what you would hear in the empire. Um, so then I made Aralani, you know, with a very distinct accent. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a one-off and, you know, but then we come back yeah, and Arlani's never again, like I'm part. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now her whole, now she has a crew of people. So then I tried to like, in that book, I tried to make most of the people sound similar to Aralani. Mm-hmm. But then I opened this book and there's like, not, not only there, like, now I find out there's different houses and there's different, you know, families. And then I was like, and then one of, one of the characters says bogus. And I was like, I feel like someone that says bogus has to have a more fun accent than what I was giving Arlani. <laughs> you know, right. like, so then, and then, so, so then, so then, and then, and then, and then there was like trialborns and, and merit adoptives. So you had some people that were part of families, but they kind of earned their way into that family instead mm-hmm. of born. So then it was like the families weren't net like the United Nations where, you know, this is this country and that's that country. So it kind of evolved as I went and like there was a loose structure where I tried to give different houses, you know, maybe different accents to try to distinguish them. But then that kind of fell apart as the book went on because of like people that you find out have like entered the family through this trial process or, you know, and and then there were certain characters that I felt like required a certain type of voice because of the way they were being portrayed or, or, you know, like, you know, just their personality type. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. I I hope it all makes sense eventually and that, that people like it. But uh, I, I tried to have a, some sort of a justification for the voices I chose and hopefully it makes sense to the listeners. Well, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I, I would definitely say it did. And I want to, I want to actually ask off, off of that, like just hearing you go through all those, those reasons is, is so fascinating and, and makes my head hurt a little bit. So I, yeah. I got to wonder, do you have some sort of like, highlighting system or like like are thrawn's lines always in blue as thurfy and yellow like so when you hit them you like you can kind of just go in because like keeping all that track on the page just seems like a whirlwind right um i when i first started out i did it that way but then (laughs) there was one book where i did that and then they said oh that's not the final version of the script here's here's the updated version i was like i spent all this time doing that (laughs) I was like, I'm not doing that again. Because <laughs> so, there's always like third passes and fourth passes of right. stuff. So like, so now what I do is I, rec- I, I always have done this, but I, I record snippets of dialogue in my phone for each character. Mm. And then when we get to that character, if I don't remember what they sounded like, I'll, I'll just pick up my phone and listen for a couple seconds and then kind of go back in. And usually what happens is the first two days – it's a little more herky jerky and starting and stopping and, you know, listening. But then as I get going uh, around, you know, day two or day three, I start to know the characters well enough that I can, for the most part, just kind of ping pong. And then every once in a while, like if a new person or a ancillary character comes up, I'll have to refer to the phone again, but. Awesome. That, yeah, yeah. No, that seems like an, an awesome trick. And it's, and it's cool because obviously like not only in star Wars, but in all your career, you've done, so many characters and so many voices and some like obviously like they last for one project some will come back for a few but is there something kind of special about coming back to Thrawn in so many iterations because I mean Tim Zahn and all his his few interviews he's done about this book they always ask him like how is it writing Thrawn and like coming back over and over but you're kind of in that same boat yeah yeah I mean like it kind of it it feels very special um because I, I, like I said, like, I didn't realize how important he was to so many people and, and how 
like how how unique that character is so like so i i feel a huge honor to be a part of it and then i kind of have become a fan of his over time you know like sure like i i i was always a fan of luke han and leia but uh i've now kind of learned to love thrawn you know and, and I, i'm always more of a good guy than a bad guy like so i always feel guilty when i like <laughs> the bad guys but right. like there's something about thrawn where there's a nobility it to him mm-hmm. and there's a like like you almost get the sense that he's using the empire more than the empire's using him oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. i mean especially in this book i mean the nobility shines yeah. through an ascendancy yeah 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 so like so it's it's this weird and it's something that can only really happen in books that you can't you can't get to know a character this deeply uh and except for maybe like a tv series but like mm-hmm. you it, it's very rare to get, get to know the you know quote-unquote antagonist he's protagonist in his own books but mm-hmm. but like to get the bad to know the bad guys on such a deep level <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's awesome i love it yeah yeah so it's really cool and i and i, I can't wait to see you know w- where this goes and and uh it, it seems like there's a big threat coming up and it's gonna be really fun oh yeah i think we're all wondering what exactly was going on at the end of that book and where it's gonna yeah. go from here but you know i interestingly enough you made that point i don't even refer to thrawn as a bad guy anymore like yeah. i totally mm-hmm. recognize that that he is and that he serves that role especially in you know the the legends trilogy and then in rebels but like he's kind of just awesome. Like he, he kind of just is a good guy too. I don't know. He's, yeah. he's not that bad. Yeah. No, um, totally. Yeah. And maybe that's speaking, you know, towards Timothy Zahn's skill as an author. We know he's one of the most lauded authors in, in the star Wars world. Are there certain things about his writing style or just kind of the stories that he likes to tell that make it especially fun to record? Well, yeah. Cause like, um, I, I love how he tells the the action moments and kind of like the naval battles and stuff because like like I it's fun like I find myself as I'm reading it like being like I'm totally able to follow what's happening I'm totally able to picture it in my mind and then I'm always like surprised even though by now I should know right. all of Thrawn's tricks and I should you know like I've 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 spent so much time with him. I should just expect what he's going to do, but it always kind of catches me off guard. I'm like, Oh wow. You know, <laughs> like, and, it just, and he just, he gets me every time. Like there's, it's, it's, it's so like, it's so like, he just, I don't know where he comes up with some of the, the, the set pieces or the, the, the strategies that Thrawn uses. Um, Cause he's this super nice guy when you meet him in person and he's totally unassuming, but like, he, he's like a brilliant military strategist, you know, because it's like for him to write this stuff, he really gets it. And he really understands yeah. it. It's like, wow, so this is really cool. Never get into a prank war with Tim Zahn. That's what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> Do you scope out this convention center, Tim? I, mean, right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so we, we did hit this uh, a, a little bit, a little bit earlier, but I, I want to ask one more question about, um, the, the, all, all the names, the pronunciation stuff in this book, um, in regards to Tim, because I know you're saying that when you and Kevin are working, uh, he'll say, like, here's a pronunciation for this. Do you know, do the pronunciations start with Zahn and then go through channels? Or do you guys actually have a little bit of freedom on certain words to be like, well, we can kind of figure this out ourselves? Or does it all go back to Zahn? Um, to be honest, I don't totally know because I 
I just get the pronunciation list in its finished form. Oh, cool. But so don't don't quote me on this. But my sure. my understanding is is that Kevin reads the script and he pulls out any word that's not English. <laughs> uh, God, that took a while and, on this one. <laughs> yeah, and then he he put on an Excel sheet. He puts down what he thinks it is or what he thinks it should be pronounced as, and then that gets sent to Lucasfilm. And I think it's Leland Chi, uh, if, if, if he's still doing that. I think he either says yes or no, or, you know, actually this book appeared in this episode, or this word appeared in this episode of Clone wow, Wars, and it's yeah. pronounced this way, or, you know, so he'll, he'll, so he'll kind of give the final sign off, and, and he'll put changes from Lucasfilm, if there's any changes. And then, but I don't know, I don't know if Timothy, if Zahn's, if Timothy Zahn's giving his, pronunciations to lucasfilm and lucasfilm is approving them to kevin or or if, i don't know i don't know in where in that uh chain of command timothy comes in so i don't i don't know wow, it's some kind of crazy email <laughs> chain that's for sure but yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny <laughs> that reminds me i heard years ago this is stuck with me that there's someone in the vatican whose job it is to to put new technology words into latin because no one speaks no so, way. yeah so someone has to decide what's computer in latin because it's not because it's the official language of the vatican still so they got so that's someone's job so i assume that's kind of like what they're doing with with thrawn like yeah, yeah. i have to decide okay forevermore that's what this word is yeah, yeah yeah and also if that's not true uh listeners don't correct me on it because don't take this from me it's 2020 <laughs> i've lost so much fact, <laughs> we have real life head cannon. oh my gosh <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. See, <laughs> there it is. Check. Done. <laughs> so, Mark, the first time that we had you on the show, I, I have to go back to this again. It was like episode nine. It was like a year ago. One of my favorite just like random moments that we've had on the show. You revealed to us this collection of Yodas that you had. And you just <laughs> yeah. you turned the camera around and it was just literally a sea of Yodas. And we were oh, so yeah. like taken aback. So I, I gotta know any new additions to that collection. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh hold on. Uh let's see. Uh okay. So I got this guy who's pretty cool. He's like the Disney uh the toy box. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, I yeah, really yeah. like him. Sorry, I don't know what you have to rotate it. That's no, really that's cool. great. Um, and then I was very lucky, and I guess it's it might still be on Amazon, but uh, I got the Yoda Funko that was supposed to be at Celebration this year. Oh, Sorry. you're you're gonna make Eric's heart break oh, by man. showing this. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's I lifting the X wing. That's I, and just the way the water is like kind of propping it up, and that's gorgeous. So, like, yeah, it's it's really amazing. Like this is probably that my is, new favorite thing. Yeah. That is sweet. Man. Yeah, so those those are the new ones I think. Yeah. I think you have a baby Yoda bobblehead too. But. I oh, was yeah. wondering there's that, gotta be some a baby. That's another in thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I think since we've last time we talked, baby Yoda didn't exist. Oh, that's right. Like yeah. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, I've got a Mando and a and a baby Yoda Funko, and uh, I just. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. I just got a uh, a fig pin uh, Mando. I oh, I pre-ordered the fig pin Mando and uh, and uh, child sip and soup. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, so yeah. I and then my dad, three D printed me a uh, 
a, a Yoda in the hover pram. What? Uh, which I have. So it was really cool. So yeah. That's oh awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Gosh, I guess 3D time. printers are just things that people have. George Mann, uh, we, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with George Mann. We talked to him a few weeks ago, and he was just 3D printing stuff behind him like the whole time. That's wow. that's incredible. Yeah, well, and also on the on the on the Yoda thing, I gotta gotta I gotta follow up. We got the news of Yoda being in the High Republic now. Is this gonna? Oh. Is this a whole new line of Yodas to get now? Like cool young Yoda. <laughs> I mean, and I, I like his uh, goldish robe. Oh, like yeah. That, it's like a very Snoke looks... robe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. It's I, I'm so happy that he exists in that era. <laughs> yeah, and it is that thing, like, I think we were all like, okay, don't, we were all doing the timeline math, and like, like he makes sense, but like, is right. he going to be? And I'm glad they finally said, okay, yes, Yoda's in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. We can we can all yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, on on that note, uh, before before we get you out of here, I, I wanted to ask about the the moment in the world, right? Like like we said at the top, it has been a very wild year. Um, one that I'm sure no one is going to forget for a number of reasons. Um, as we all get older, we we'll remember 2020 for many things. But as far as Star Wars history goes, I would argue it's it's similarly memorable. I mean, we we're at the brink of so many new things. So many new things from from Mandalorian, from High Republic to the audio drama genre to everything coming out. What excites you the most about this current moment in Star Wars history? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, let me think. I mean, the thing that I'm l- loving the most is Mandalorian. Like, I feel like yeah. I I uh, I was really surprised because the the way I guess going into it my expectation was is that this was going to be this dark edgy you know brutal show of a bounty hunter who doesn't <laughs> care about anybody and he's just in it for the money and you know and like mm-hmm. and to me that didn't really feel like Star Wars I know bounty partners bounty hunters are a part of Star Wars mm-hmm. but to see a whole show focused on them uh I was like obviously going to watch it, but I wasn't right. like I, I don't think I would have gotten ex- as excited about it as I I thought I would be by the Skywalker saga or anything like that. Right. But then, like from episode one, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like there's so much heart in that show. Yeah. And there's there's so much like great stuff, and 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 then I got my wish, and I got a Jedi, or well, not a Jedi, but a Force user, and uh, so it's like I, I just love that show so much, and I. I uh, my only complaint is they need to be longer and they, and they yeah. need to have more. <laughs> right. yeah, it's like, that's it. I mean, yeah. I guess the time went. Yeah. And I mean, Hey, more, possibly more first users season two. I mean, he's got to yeah, find yeah. these. Wi- I, I love that. He calls them sorcerers and wizards. I'm like, Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like anytime Lucas says a laser sword, like, I'm like, Oh right. yes. <laughs> it's weird. We can acknowledge the weirdness. Right. Oh, perfect. Well, well like I'm, I, I, that's what I'm loving the most now, but I, I'm really excited about High Republic because that's like mm-hmm. all Jedi and that's like yeah. Jedi are my favorite part of Star Wars. So like, I, I can't wait for that. And I just like the the idea, like we, you were talking earlier about the potential of the audio dramas becoming more prevalent. And I just, and, and with Disney Plus and the success of Mandalorian, like the, the chance for the Obi-Wan show and other shows, I just feel like it's such a great, you know, this is going to sound so shallow given everything we're going through, but, but yeah. like- like to, 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 there, there's so much to look forward to. Like there's so many great things, uh, 
like the coming out that that it's uh i it's i i don't i don't know if i can narrow it down this it, it just the 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 fact that there's a potential for so much storytelling in the star wars universe mm -hmm. is just exciting period you know yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like like so i don't know like it's 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 really cool it is it is a great time i mean the fact that we can say the phrase uh potential high republic audio drama is like it's pretty cool you know I mean, yeah, yeah. Who, who knows um, right. but every year there's gonna be there's gonna be something it's not slowing down that's for sure well right yeah um well and on that uh again not not try to, to pry out anything but uh what do you have uh coming up that you can talk about that people can be can find out where can they find you all all, all that good stuff sure sure um I don't know. There is something coming mm -hmm. that I have recorded, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet. And last time I got, or not with you guys, but I got in trouble, not in Great. trouble, but I, I said something I shouldn't have said on a podcast recently. So Great. we will not put something, something is coming. <laughs> you, are, you are still employed. Great. All right. Yes, yes. Can confirm. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So. Excellent. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you, if people want to, know when i am doing something and i'm allowed to talk about it i i'm uh captain ehud on twitter and uh and captain ehud on instagram i'm mark thompson on facebook and that's everything right yeah oh and i have a website markthompson.net fantastic and and of course everyone if you're listening uh and you ha want more of mark's work head over to uh utini.com slash audible get that free credit Grab Ascendancy or grab any of the 60-plus audiobooks Mark's done. Uh, there are plenty to do. And come on, we don't have another book coming until November. You got time. Uh, so, uh, But with that, Mark, as always, it's such such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for, for making the time. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk more about secret projects again in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Thanks, thanks. guys. Thanks. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.